Dorian passed listlessly in front of his picture and turned towards it. When he saw it, he drew back and his cheeks flushed for a moment with pleasure. A look of joy came into his eyes as if he had recognized himself for the first time. The sense of his own beauty came on him like a revelation. He had never felt it before. And now, as he stood gazing at the shadow of his own loveliness, the full reality of Lord Henry's description flashed across him. Yes, there would be a day when his face would be wrinkled and weazened, his eyes dim and colorless, the grace of his figure broken and deformed. The life that was to make his soul would mar his body. He would become dreadful, hideous, and uncouth. As he thought of it, a sharp pang of pain struck through him like a knife and made each delicate fiber of his nature quiver. His eyes deepened into amethyst and across them came a mist of tears. He felt as if a hand of ice had been laid on his heart. Don't you like it, said Hallward at last, stung a little by the lad's silence. Oh, if it were only the other way, cried Dorian. If the picture could change and I could be always what I am now. Why did you paint it? It will mock me someday. Mock me horribly. The hot tears welled into his eyes. Flinging himself on the divan, he buried his face in the cushions as though he was praying. This is your doing, Harry, said the painter bitterly. Lord Henry shrugged his shoulders. It is the real Dorian Gray, that is all. It is not. If it is not, what have I to do with it? Harry, I can't quarrel with my two best friends at once. But between you both, you have made me hate the finest piece of work I have ever done. And I will destroy it. With a stifled sob, the lad leaped from the couch. Don't, Basil, don't. It would be murder. I'm glad you appreciate my work at last, Dorian. I never thought you would. Appreciate it. I am in love with it, Basil. It is part of myself I feel that. Well, as soon as you are dry, you shall be varnished and framed and sent home. And then you can do what you like with yourself. And he walked across the room and rang the bell for tea. You will have tea, of course, Dorian. And so will you, Harry. Or do you object to such simple pleasures? I adore simple pleasures, said Lord Henry. They are the last refuge of the complex. One afternoon, a month later, Dorian Gray was reclining in a luxurious armchair in the little library of Lord Henry's house in Mayfair. Lord Henry had not yet come in. He was always late on principle, his principle being that punctuality is the thief of time. So the lad was looking rather sulky as with listless fingers he turned over the pages of an elaborately illustrated edition of Manolesco. At last he heard a step outside and the door opened. How late you are, Harry, he murmured. I'm afraid it is not Harry, Mr. Gray. He glanced quickly round and rose to his feet. I beg your pardon, I thought. You thought it was my husband. It is only his wife. You must let me introduce myself. I know you quite well by your photographs. I think my husband has got 17 of them. Not 17, Lady Henry. Well, 18 then, and I saw you with him the other night at the opera. But here is Harry. Harry, I came in to look for you to ask you something. I forget what it was. And I found Mr. Gray here. He's been most pleasant. I'm so glad I've seen him. I'm charmed, my love. Quite charmed, said Lord Henry. So sorry I'm late, Dorian. I went to look after a piece of old brocade in Water Street and had to bargain for hours for it. Nowadays, people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. I'm afraid I must be going, exclaimed Lady Henry. I've promised to drive with the Duchess. Goodbye, Mr. Gray. Goodbye, Harry. You are dining out, I suppose. So am I.
Perhaps I shall see you at Lady Thornborough's. I dare say, my dear, said Lord Henry. She flitted out of the room, leaving a faint odour of frangipani. Then he lit a cigarette and flung himself down on the sofa. Never marry a woman with straw-coloured hair, Dorian. They are so sentimental. But I like sentimental people. Never marry at all, Dorian. Men marry because they are tired. Women because they are curious. Both are disappointed. I don't think I'm likely to marry Henry. I'm too much in love. Who are you in love with? With an actress, said Dorian Gray, blushing. Lord Henry shrugged his shoulders. That is a rather commonplace debut. You would not say so if you saw her, Harry. Who is she? Her name is Sybil Vane. Never heard of her. But no one has. People will someday, however. She is a genius. My dear boy, no woman is a genius. Women represent the triumph of matter over mind, just as men represent the triumph of mind over morals.